John, Oscar in the Facebook group writes, thoughts on keeping one to $3,000 as an emergency fund in an investment property offset account. I have a mate who has just implemented this as an emergency fund for his investment properties. What do you think? What do you do? What do some of your clients do? Yeah, good problem to have, isn't it? To have excess money up your sleeve. I think most clients, generally speaking, if they've got their owner-occupier home, would have multiple offsets and money sitting in those separate offsets and they might just name one of those offsets investment properties or the name of their property or whatever it might be, depending on the size of their portfolio. If you haven't got your principal place of residence, for investment properties, it's not that common to have offset accounts. So I think we need to understand, and and you mentioned about Sphere Home Loans at the top of the show, they need to understand your situation. Your mortgage broker needs to be able to look at it and say, well, okay, have you got your principal place of residence? Uh, Are you going to have excess funds that are substantial? If the answer is yes to that second one, then we may put an offset account against the investment property because it does cost money to have an offset account, doesn't it? So we need to make sure that it's going to be worthwhile. And, And having 3K, for example, in an offset account against an investment property where the debt is arguably tax deductible, I don't think has massive benefits because of the cost of running the offset account. However, that 3K gives someone peace of mind at night knowing it's there dedicated solely for the investment property. And it is that out of sight, out of mind for a couple of grand, three or four or five grand, you know, it could be worth the interest that is non-deductible that he's saved Mm. um, to sleep at night. And that's worth all the money in the world for... um, and I will say superficial amounts of money because if you bought a property at five hundred thousand dollars or six or seven hundred thousand dollars, in comparison to that, three thousand or four thousand dollars is pretty superficial. I will say though, as a general rule of thumb, per you talk about with the investment properties to have an emergency buffer. What's a good guy? Just four weeks worth of rent. Yeah, ideally it needs to be a little bit more sophisticated than that. We need to, and this is ideally before we buy the property, right? Not after because it's too late essentially. Before we buy the property, we're looking at the annual expenses and the annual income and creating a before tax and after tax figure. And that before tax amount is before you do your annual tax return. Whatever that amount is, ideally we've got that up our sleeve. So that might be 5K, for example. Mm. When we get our tax return in and and submitted, we may get, say, a a 3K refund. So we've then putting that 3K back into that 5K buffer account, if you want to call it that. Uh, But we need to know what that amount is at the start of the year for the next 12 months. Then we know we've got all amounts covered, including any maybe maintenance that we might be applying to the property, i.e. if a hot water system blows up, we might have some funds for that. I think in this day and age, particularly with the rental squeeze around Australia, the emergency fund is probably there more for maintenance than loss of rent, right? I mean, there could be one or two weeks. But actually on that, loss of rent for one or two weeks between uh, tenants shouldn't be part of an emergency fund because it's a known thing that you can have in your financial life. You know, we factor for four weeks or three weeks a year vacant. Yeah, that's right. And that comes back to doing the numbers before we buy is you're factoring in already the rents coming in for 48 or 50 weeks of the year, not the full 52. Uh, But 
again, comes back to strategy to say, well, what sort of yield can we handle on that port property mm. and what are the holding costs going to be? Because because of the interest rates increasing in the last sort of 12 months, we're in a position now where it's a lot harder to find neutral cash flow or positive cash flow properties. So it's it's not a given, but we would assume that in most properties that we purchase around the country, there are going to be some holding costs just because of the interest rates being a little bit higher. It's just how much we can handle. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. So the key here, strictly speaking, if Oscar did have a house that had a mortgage on it that he lived in with an offset account, by the book, you would set up a separate offset account just for your emergency fund and you could beef that up. Um, if you had two properties, you could beef it up an extra five or 10 grand per property and just have a big emergency fund. That would be by the book uh, best way to do it because we're offsetting uh, interest that we're paying on our home that isn't deductible. Uh, but it's okay if you've got an offset account on the property and you just want to keep that money out of sight, out of mind. Like it really, there's another question we're going to talk about today where it gets to this point where it's, you know, if it works for you, just get on with it. Yeah, look, it's a great problem to have. And and uh, Oscar's friend, very smart and in, in knowing that they'll have some holding costs, so they're just putting them aside and knowing that the, they're not going to spend it on a Saturday night, dedicated purely for that investment property and away we go. How do you do it in your own life? And I'll share how I do it. Yeah, so because we've got our principal place of residence and some debt, we are putting money into offsets, separate offsets, and, and someone like well, there are plenty of lenders out there that allow multiple offsets. Uh, we then have a certain offset that's assigned to to our property portfolio. Right. How do you do it? Well, so I don't have any non-deductible debt. No. So all the debt I have, um, I claim the interest on tax because it's all on properties that are yep. investment properties. But what I do is one of the properties that I have with the highest interest rate I put my personal emergency fund on that because none of my debt is non-deductible. So if I'm going to pay less interest, I'll offset the higher interest rate. And in my life, I don't actually quarantine X amount per property. I just kind of work out what Glenn James needs as an emergency fund. Yeah. Just because I'm self-employed and have staff as a worst case scenario, my emergency fund of cash is quite sizable and I need that um, to feel comfortable. Um, yeah, so, that's the other thing, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, like by the book, I do the Glenn James spending plan. It says my emergency fund should be X amount. Okay, I'm self-employed. We'll double that. So six months worth of expenses. I'm probably running over a year's worth of expenses um, in my emergency fund. And that's just out of sight, out of mind, offset against the highest interest rate. Yeah, nice. You mentioned there about what, 
more or less allows you to sleep at night. That, mm. That's a really important factor as well. And I'm chatting to a client today that they followed your glorious uh, spending plan and three months was their recommendation obviously in there and they are absolutely sticking to that and making sure they're not going to start investing until they've absolutely got that and rid of all their bad debt. Some may go closer to the line on that as well. Um, but yeah, your mindset is is going to be different every time. And uh, as, uh, as we've said, Oscar, it's a good problem to have to have money put aside. Um, but over time, your buffers generally need to be less and less because the rents are increasing and the interest rates other than the last 12 months aren't necessarily increasing with it. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.